Hola, como estas and como estas ustedes, to be formal. Now, that is the only Spanish that I remember from taking it in high school and a little bit in college. But to be honest, TBH, I don't remember much of anything because I am just so busy reading these pop stories to get out these episodes because I just literally love making content. And everybody, today is my 110th episode of The Mistress of Pop Culture. And I am so excited and so grateful to have listeners and that you have supported my podcast. And I am just so grateful because I love doing it. It is not a hobby for me. It is literally a civil duty. Like some people's civil duty is to vote and other people's civil duty is to go to jury duty. No, no. Andrew Vitri, a.k.a. the mistress of pop culture, civil duty is to make episodes of what is going on in the world today because we live in a world where so much is going on today, but to spend some time literally scouring through the bowels of the internet world to find out the best pop top tier stories that are going on in this world. I live for it. I love it. I bathe in it. I bask in it. And I just makes me happy. It makes me want to fall on the floor and start singing the hallelujah trumpets with the angels up above. So that's just great. So hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Um, it's been a bit of a slow week so far. I, to be honest, am pretty exhausted given that I spent the entire weekend, the entirety of my weekend, celebrating Halloween. Um, even though Halloween is, I believe, in two days now, uh, and I don't know what I'm going to be, but I probably will just go to myself and <laughs> go take candy from people. In, and one of the things I love about Halloween, especially as an adult living in one of these massive apartment complexes, is because I live in a building with like 400 other units that people leave out candy in their, you know, little baskets in front of the front doors. Now, I know as an adult, that seems a bit skeptical because when you're a kid, you literally run up to houses and take candy. But now, like, factoring the fact that people can, like, poison the candy and, like, stick needles, you know, I just, I just don't do it anymore. So I rely on the store. I go to the store and I eat my candy. Like, today, honestly, I was craving Milano's and I was craving Nerds. You guys remember Nerds? These little, like, these little, little, um, I don't even know how to describe them. They're not Pop Rocks, but they're, they're like those ripe, tart candies. They're so small, you just put a bunch in your head and... They're so good. I'm literally salivating at the thought of them, and I can't wait to eat them. I love grape, and I love cherry. <laughs> I know that there are other flavors, too. And I also, one of, the, one of the best candies ever that I remember um, I would have as a kid was, it was that gum that was, like, in a roll, uh, like a, f- a football-length roll. I don't know what it was called. Like, bubble tape. And, like, you have to, like, unhook it, and then you pull a piece out. You, you crunch it. To, it's, like, tape. But I and so many of my friends just do this, too. By the way, I'm so sorry if I sound a little bit congested. Um, my allergies are really acting up. And I don't know why because I have an air filter and my dog's with me. My dog's always with me and I never get allergies. But sometimes I, when I have to get him, you know, take him to the groomer and get him bathed because that's sometimes the uh, dander and the hair follicles messes up with my allergies. Also, this temperature change, it literally went from being 90 degrees to like 60 degrees. And my allergies are just, I just can't even handle it. So I'm sorry. I just, if I sound a little bit clogged up, that's why. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I take the gum that was like in a bubble roll and I bite the side of it. Oh, so good. I just love candy. I love it. I love it. Um, and then I went to CVS and I bought some of that. I also bought Milano's. Oh, mint Milano's. So not regular Milano's. I love the double mint Milano's. Oh, they're just so delicious. And I had a big over dinner. It wasn't a very nutritious dinner, but I'm going to go to the gym again. Even though I've already worked out today. But you know what? Sometimes I can do a double doozy. All right. So the first story of today is something that is um, a pretty interesting story because it's a bit confusing and there's no real justification as to why it happened. Um, but I'm going to read about it because, quite honestly, it's a bit confusing, and I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm going to come to my own deductive reasoning and figure it out. Okay, so I have four stories for you today, and all four are from E! News, because you know what? I was reading stories of other sort of uh, sites that I go to that weren't as juicy or, you know, fully detailed, so I applaud E! News on everything that they're posting today because they're really doing their due diligence and helping me out with my job and, you know, getting the factoids out there. All right, so let's read. The first story is about... Somebody who I did an episode about a couple days ago, somebody who is so talented, somebody who's just a precious gem, a superstar, a gorgeous, gorgeous woman all around, and um, 
just so talented. I've been a big fan of her since she was on Disney Channel, and just I love her music. Um, and I just think she seems like she's one of those people who would be a really good friend, and that is obviously Selena Gomez. Um, so the first story comes from E! News. Uh, Selena Gomez says she's on Taylor Swift's, quote, side for life after modeling Kim Kardashian's skims. This is a bit thought-provoking. Now, I happen to see Selena post this in her story for a brief moment of time, very brief moment of time, where she was modeling the skims. Um, she, uh, she was, belie- I believe in her vet, and her- well, CE has a photo up here. That's, that's, when you're a celebrity, you gotta, you gotta realize that people screen grab really quickly. Um, Selena's in the bathroom. She looks gorgeous. Her body looks amazing. She looks tan. She's holding the iPhone 11 Pro. And she's wearing skims. And she has three, like, little captions. One says legit. The other one says so freaking comfortable. And the other one says at skims. And she's in the bathroom and there's some products there. But then what happened was that photo got deleted. And she then posted a photo of her and her girl Taylor Swift with a caption. Now, everybody's up in arms about this because obviously... Taylor and Kim have past history. I don't know if they still do, but I assume that they do because Taylor Swift brings it up quite a bit. And I love Taylor Swift and I love Kim and I love Selena. Um, That's why this episode is called Selena, Taylor, Kim. (laughs) I have no other reason why it would be called that because I just thought, you know, I like to come up with creative titles, but this time I couldn't because this is literally what the episode is about is the trifecta of successful women. Now, I think what would be the best thing in the world to happen is if all three of these women just put aside their differences, got together and had brunch, took a photo of it and put it on Instagram and literally shut this whole, you know, debacle, new spectacle, people always wondering what the hell is going on kind of thing. And just, you know, put it out there that they're all friends because, you know, we're in an era like of women supporting women and you just can't be beefing anymore. Ooh, gross, sorry. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to read the article, and then we'll, we'll see what else they allege. Okay, again, the title of this article is Selena Gomez says she's on Taylor Swift's side for life after modeling Kim Kardashian's skim. Selena Gomez can't catch a break. Oh, no, she can't. On Wednesday, October 23rd, when Selena finally dropped her new single following a four-year hiatus from her last album, people quickly began speculating that Hailey Bieber was throwing shade at her, um, at her husband, Justin Bieber's ex. I did a whole episode about that. I'm not going to go into it now, but if you want to listen to it, it's, it's out. Um, where would they get this idea from, you ask? Shortly after the release of Selena's new track, uh, Lose You to Love Me, which I love, by the way, Haley posted a song that she was listening to in her Instagram story. The song in question was I'll Kill You by Summer Walker. And while people quickly began forming their own theories about what, own theories and thoughts about what that could possibly mean, soon thereafter, Selena also took to social media to address the alleged shade, telling her fans that she will never stand for women tearing other women down and urged for her fans to, quote, Please be kind to everyone. Now, the look at her now is catching flack from Taylor Swift fans after Selena posted a mirror selfie on her Instagram story of herself modeling Kim Kardashian's new shapewear skims. Quote, legit, so freaking comfortable, Selena wrote on her selfie, tagging the skims brand. Oh my god, this is such good press for Kim. She's probably literally loving it. I do wonder, though, what is Kim's and Selena's relationship? Because I do remember there was a point in time where I think there was a little bit of a, a ruffle of, in feathers of between the two of them. Um... But I don't remember what year that was. It might have been recently. I don't know. It just, I don't understand why nobody can just get along with everyone. But I mean, it's hard because I don't get along with everyone either. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Anyways, to continue. In case you forgot, Taylor and the KU WTK King of the Kardashian star and her husband Kanye West don't have the most amicable track record. However, earlier this year, Kim seemingly moved on from the drama. Consequently, K- Taylor fans took to social media to share their criticism. Crit- that is a hard word to say. Criticism. Um, okay, so then E so generously posted the screen grab of what Selena then posted, post her taking down the photo of her and Kim, um, and there's a photo of her and Taylor Swift and a little kitty cat, and the captions are, my ride or die, I would die for this one, and then she also posted, thank you, thank you for forever being by my side, you have taught me so much, walk me through all of this, 
with me, stay, and you remain to be a better human being. I'm on your side for life. I just, I mean, what I think should have happened was she shouldn't have taken on the photo, and she could have posted both photos, because I know people that don't get along with each other, but I'm friends with both parties, so... I don't know. I'm up in arms with this one. Okay, I'm going to continue with the article. But after the alleged harassment from Taylor fans, Selena deleted the photo of herself wearing skims and then posted a selfie of herself with the You Need to Come Down singer. Quote, my ride or die, I would die for this one. Selena wrote alongside a selfie of she and Taylor. Quote, thank you for being by my side. You have taught me so much. Walk through all this with me. Stayed and you remind me to be a better human being. I'm on your side for life. Um, it looks like Selena definitely read the backlash she was getting, but needed to make it clear that her post didn't mean she didn't have her BFFs back. In a recent interview with Zane Lowe for his Apple Music Beats One show, New Music Daily, Taylor gushed about the longtime pet gal pal. Quote, I'm so proud of her. She's been through so much. I've watched so much ha- so much happen in her life, Taylor um, told Lowe of Gomez. Quote, she's such a revelation because now she's making her best stuff. In a separate interview with Lowe, Selena heard audio of Taylor's comments about her and became emotional. Quote, Taylor has been an amazing friend for sure. She was frustrated when I was frustrated. She was sad when I was sad. But more than anything, my friends stood by my side. I think they visibly saw me in so much pain and they didn't want it to... They didn't want it for me, but they, Selena said, according to Elle with tears, they never stopped loving me. And I played her song and played it with her mom and dad and I showed her the video and her mom and Taylor started crying. And then that's the end of the article. Um, That's really interesting. I mean... Speculation, of course, is the, I guess, the jab or the, the 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 initiation into going down the rabbit hole of rumors and whatnot. So I'm not gonna speculate anything other than I think she probably did read her messages, wasn't happy about it, and she realized that she's in a position where she has to like, which sucks because she should be able to just live her life, even if she, she can be best friends with Cam and best friends with Taylor, and just not talk about it. It's like with politics. It's literally what's going on in the world right now. You can have different viewpoints and still be really close with people. My best friend ever from college um, does not have the same political views as me, and I said that before in this podcast, yet we are BFFs and we never talk about it. So you can just not talk about it, girl. Uh, by the way, I'm literally watching Lord of the Rings in the background, and it's um, the the last one, The Return of the King, and it's on silent. I'm literally lo- loving it. Gollum is just literally... I've always loved Gollum. He just was so misunderstood, poor little guy, just like the Selena and Kim case. Okay, so that's that, and I, I wonder, you know, if any more details about this alleged, you know, deletion will come out. But um, for the time being, I say let bygones be bygones. Now, the next bygone I'm going to talk about is... Felicity Huffman. Now, I pretty much have done four or five episodes covering her and her alone in this post and pre-college admission scandal involving Felicity and her husband, William H. Reese, even though he wasn't directly involved, but of course he's her husband, so he's involved in her life. Felicity's now out of prison. She got out early. She was supposed to be in there for 14 days. I believe she was let out three days early. And what a lot of the news headlines are saying is that she's handling this, she's handling her sentence like a pro. With grace, with elegance, she has uh, just gone through it. She's been honest, which is admirable. And a lot of the news outlets are, they used to say disgrace star, but now they're just saying desperate housewife star. And I think that because, uh, I guess, Lori Laughlin and her husband, um, oh, my stomach is hurting. I'm so hungry. Lori Laughlin and her husband, I guess, pled innocent or not guilty. And Felicity just was like, I'm guilty. People are just thinking that's really admirable, which it is admirable. Um, so what I think has to happen is, um, 
We need to wait for the cards to unfold to see what happens with Lori Laughlin before, you know, we can get more into it. Okay, anyway, so here we go. This is about Felicity Huffman, again from E. Felicity Huffman spotted for the first time since prison release. Hold on one sec. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cough like a bar. I have to sniffle because I'm so... I think of allergies to my dog. One sec. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> also, the air is very dry in my apartment. And I can't have my humidifier or my AC on when I'm recording these episodes because it would literally just cause too much of a noise in the background. Okay, here we go. Here we go! Felicity Hoffman was spotted a couple of hours ago at the Los Angeles Superior Courthouse for the first time following her early release from prison. On Tuesday, October 15th, the Desperate Housewives star turned herself into authorities to serve her 14-day prison sentence. Quote, Felicity Huffman reported today for sentencing to the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin, CA. Ms. Huffman is prepared to serve the term of imprisonment. Judge Talwani ordered as one part of punishment she imposed for Ms. Huffman's actions. The actress rep shared in a statement to E! News at the time. Uh, to continue this quote, she will begin serving the remainder of her sentence. Judge Talwani imposed one year of supervised release with conditions including 250 hours of community service when she is released. The actress, however, only served 11 days in prison and was released on Friday, October 25th. That must have been a glorious weekend for her. She must have been like, damn, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to start this 250 hours so I can get back to work and start making great TV shows for my fans, my legions of fans. Um, aside from serving time in the California federal prison, Huffman is now expected to serve one year of supervised release, complete 250 hours of community service, and pay a $30,000 fine for mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. The actress, who was embroiled in the recent college admission scandal dubbed Operation Varsity Blues by the FBI, was wearing black slacks, a black blazer, a basic gray top, black flats with the hair slicked back into a low button. It's still unclear as to why Huffman was at Los Angeles Superior Courthouse earlier today, um, because she's following up with her conditions and everything duh um but a week ago Huffman was also photographed for the first time in prison since her sentencing on the grounds of federal correctional institution in dublin california Huffman was seen wearing a jail issued dark green jumpsuit blah 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 blah, which i already talked about on the same day her husband william h macy and the youngest daughter georgia came to visit their, her her in prison their daughter sophia macy was not with them visiting her mother Huffman was among the first parent of more than 40 to be sentenced in the 25 million racketeering scheme the largest in u.s, US history. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Lori Laughlin is currently awaiting trial for her own alleged involvement in the bribery scandal. I wonder why Lori Laughlin is waiting so long to get hers done. I, mean, I would be like Felicity Huffman. I just want to get this done. I want to go to jail. I want to get it done. With, I don't want to go to jail. I'm talking about if I was supposed to be Huff, I, if I was with any parent in this sort of issue, um, I would just want to get my sentencing and time over with. You know, just move ahead, plow ahead, which is what is amazing. And you know what? Felicity Huffman, I mean, there's pretty much two months left until Christmas. I don't know. I, she could potentially be done with this by the new year, which would be amazing. She could start 27, 2020. Oh, my gosh, 2020. We're going to 2020 with a clean slate. And um, she could be a free woman, which would be so amazing. And I'm sure everyone would be so happy and her agents would be happy because she could start going out for roles. Not going out. She doesn't audition. But, you know, she just she's, she's handling this like a champion. She's keeping her head down. She's not doing interviews. She's not making a mockery of it, which I think I think people may suspect that Lori Laughlin is making a mockery of it. Not taking it seriously because this is a really serious thing. Um, so good for you, Felicity Huffman. Good for you, girl. Okay, so my third story of the day, also from E! News, is a bit of an interesting one. Um, it's about Christy Brinkley, who I love. I'm a big fan of her and her modeling career and... You know, her daughters are dancing with the stars, and, you know, it's just so fantastic to see her out in the audience supporting her and on TV and just, you know, being a fabulous mother. Now, it's sort of an interesting story because I sort of relate this back to Dennis Quaid and sort of what happened with him getting engaged to this much younger woman. Christy Brinkley's ex, Peter Cook, is engaged to 21-year-old girlfriend. Now, I ain't gonna judge anyone because, quite honestly, you do what you gotta do, and it's just an interesting trend to see these older gentlemen... Not getting engaged to young one, and that obviously poses the question of a midlife crisis, because, I mean, I'm 30, and I still 
pretty much am interested in dating people my age. If anything, I like dating people probably a little bit older than I am, just, you know, because it's, who wants to date down? I would never want to date down. And I'm thinking, I can't, obviously can't answer that because I'm not in the future and I'm not a soothsayer and I don't know if I'm going to be like 50, but I definitely don't think if I'm 50, I'm going to be dating down. I'm going to be dating my age level because who wants to like go to the fountain of youth? You'll just make yourself feel bad every day waking up with someone that's like so much younger than you. You'll be like, hmm, you're young and I'm not. Are you using me? Most likely. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Now let's just read about this article before we make any judgments. Christy Brinkley's ex, Peter Cook, is engaged to 21-year-old girlfriend. Peter Cook is ready to say I do to a special someone. The famous ex of Christy Brinkley is engaged to 21-year-old college student, okay, Alba Jungkook, according to page six. Quote, we consider ourselves incredibly lucky to have found in each other our soulmate, the 60-year-old architect shared with the publication. We are looking forward to so many, <clears throat> excuse me, we are looking forward to many years of wedded bliss. So how did this romantic proposal happen? According to the outlook, the special moment happened in September near Santorini, Greece, in front of a church. Alba received a six-carat diamond ring by jewelry designer Glenn Bradford. And now, it's time to plan a wedding. My gosh. Uh, while the couple tries to keep their romance off social media, the pair was able to participate in a photo shoot after their engagement. In photos snapped by Ionis Panakis, I'm sorry for butchering that name, and shared with page six, the couple wore all white while posing in front of the Santorini sunset. Perhaps it explains Peter's Instagram from Mykonos last summer. It all makes sense. Engagements aside, Peter recently showed his support for Sailor Brinkley Cook on Dancing with the Stars before she was eliminated. Oh, I didn't know she was eliminated. I'm so sorry about that. But hey, it's competition. Um, <clears throat> before she was eliminated, the dancer received some encouragement from her dad on Instagram. Quote, happy belated National Daughters Day. Peter shared on social media. I am proud of, I am proud of the courage and skill my daughter has demonstrated on Dancing with the Stars. Sailor would reply with, quote, I love you. Now, sort of the first thing I wonder about this whole thing, he kind of looks like Matthew Perry, um, this Mr. Brinkley. I wonder what <clears throat> Sailor thinks about this. I wonder what Christy thinks about this. And I would love statements, even though they probably won't give statements because they're obviously probably behind closed doors. They're probably like, what the hell? Which is what I would be like too. So honestly, I get that. But on the other side, if they're super progressive people, which I am in a way very progressive and support this, then you know what? That's even better. But if they don't support it, then I get it too. So it's sort of a win-win situation, regardless of what their opinions are. Um, but you know what? I could, I could be completely wrong here when I say that people are using people in the midlife crisis. What if they literally are soulmates? Soulmates. Something or something. That was an episode of Sex and the City I just watched. Soulmates. Something or something. And Carrie, you know, she's always saying, I couldn't help but wonder if. I really do wonder, uh, speaking of wondering, what, um, what it is. But if it's real and if it's true love, then... Weep, weep, weep. So I guess that story was faster than I thought it would be. You know, maybe I'm going to have to do a fifth story. Well, although I might have a little more opinion about my next story, which is my fourth and final story so far. But I might do a fifth story because there's, you know, I guess the other one was so short. It has to do with an ep- my, my, most re- my most recent episode about Teresa and Joe Giudice <clears throat> and post Andy Cohen's amazing interview with them, which, by the way, after I went to bed last night, after I recorded that episode about the Watch What Happens Live special with Joe and Teresa, where Joe was in Italy and Teresa was in the studio and it was so funny. I was going through uh, the bowels of YouTube and watching Teresa and Daniel stop fights. Classic. When she flipped the table, um, engaged 19 times, prostitution whore, <laughs> all because Danielle Stubb said to me, pay attention. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play that episode. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be funny right now. I'm going to pull that up right now because that is such a funny... I mean, it's not funny because I don't think Danielle thought it was really funny at the time, but it's literally golden TV and I was reading the comments of what people were saying with that classic Jersey moment. And everyone was like, this belongs in like this Smithsonian, excuse me, of Teresa flipping the table. I'm going to bring up that scene right now because it's so funny. And I just think we all need a little giggle. Um, we live in a time of, you know, stress and whatnot. Um, 
Oh my gosh, Sarah Jessica Parker, sorry. Uh, okay. Oh, Teresa, Teresa do DJ Daniel Stop fight. Here we go. When everything's happening, I'm going to read this. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up because my, my last, my fourth story is what Andy Cohen regrets about the bombshell Teresa and Joe do DJ interview um, from last night. And obviously, I did a whole episode on that. My last one episode is really funny. I actually, I never listen to my episodes usually because I don't like the sound of my voice. You know, before, you know, when you're a performer, you know that you don't like you don't like watching yourself. You don't like listening to yourself. But this is what I listened to because it was I was literally laughing my ass off. Not to my horn or anything. I was just like, this is so funny. Okay, this is Teresa at the Last Supper. Oh man, there's an advertisement. Okay, here we go. This is this is again. This is from uh, I don't know. This is an early cut of it. Here we go. Wow. I gotta rewind it. Here we go. Is that written by just your ex-husband feel like writing a book? Obviously, something in that book has to be true. I told you, Teresa, were you not here? Two things are written that are true. What? Name change, I got arrested. Pay attention, please. That was totally uncalled for for what she did. Like, to pay attention? Like, who is she? Is she God? No. So don't ever tell me to pay attention. I am paying attention. Obviously, there has to be something else. It's just not name change and arrested. There has to be something else. I was arrested. Prostitution or You are f***ing gay. It was definitely a, a weird couple of seconds, like adjusting to what had just happened. So um, I just wanted to make sure that Danielle didn't, you know, go after Teresa or Dina or my mom. And okay, I love you. I love you. I thought I was gonna deck her. I was fine. I was really fine. I just wanted to get my point across to her, and then that's how I am. Like I could be mad one minute, and then I'll be, I'll be fine. Teresa, completely, certifiably, crazy out of her mind. That is classic Jersey Housewives. And um, I, I could watch that literally all day. I was watching... Oh, sorry, buddy. I was watching it on the toilet this morning. I was literally crying laughing. I couldn't even you know, go number two because I was laughing so hard. But it's people being people being people being hilarious. So that brings me into my fourth and final story. What Andy Cohen regrets about bombshell Teresa and Joe Giudice interview. Andy Cohen is speaking out about his now infamous interview with Teresa Giudice and Joe Giudice. On Sunday night, Bravo air... Uh, I'm sorry. On Sunday night... Bravo aired the host interview with the Real Housewives of New Jersey star and her husband, who appeared via video chat from Italy. During the interview, the Real Housewives of New Jersey special event, Joe and Teresa unlocked. Andy asked the duo about the future of their marriage. And uh, now that Joe has been transported to Italy following the release from ICE custody, quote, if we stay together, we stay together, Joe said to Andy. If we don't, we don't. You know, it's a conversation that, you know, we'll see. Referencing Teresa's previous statements about their marriage from earlier this year, Joe told Andy, I mean, listen, I don't like that she said that. No matter what happens, I'll always love her. It was also revealed during the TV special that Teresa is going to visit Joe in Italy soon. So, what did Andy think about the interview with the couple? Well, on a serious XM radio show, Andy Cohen, live on Monday, a caller asked the Bravo mogul to ask about his drama surrounding the Housewives stars. 
Quote, do you have any guilt? It's almost like you're a fire starter, the caller said to Andy, who agreed he's a bit of a fire starter in some sense. Quote, I don't have any guilt. This is a voluntary process, Andy said. Putting your life and putting yourself on reality television, the risks, the risks are obvious. They're well known, especially if you have something to hide. When asked about the look of his face during Teresa and Joe's arguments, Andy said his look expressed what the situation was, uncomfortable and super awkward. Later on the radio show, Andy revealed his one regret about the interview with Teresa and Joe, and it involves not defending Caroline Manzo. Um, quote, I did regret not saying to Teresa because she, I did regret not saying to Teresa because she was saying all this horrible stuff about Caroline, but Caroline's never been to jail. Caroline has never committed any crime, Andy thought. I'm sorry, Andy said, quote, I brought, I brought up and it just hit me. Um, it was not saying, it was not anything I had planned on asking her, but as I was sitting, I realized that I remember Caroline making a prediction five years ago. Her prediction was that Joe was going to go to prison. Teresa was going to get strong and independent and then was going to divorce. Some people just know what the hell's going on, you know? Um, so that's really interesting. I thought, I mean, I was thinking about the interview a lot today, too. I thought there was only so much you could really do with what was going on, especially because Joe was there via satellite, not in person. And then, but what I thought was amazing was the chemistry that was there between the two of them, even though he wasn't there. And you could literally feel the tension. It was almost as if there was more tension with the fact that he wasn't there because he was able to freely say anything. Maybe if he was in the studio, Joe would have been much more uncomfortable with the whole situation. Although him saying all that funny stuff at the end about the best day that ever happened to Andy was them going to jail, even though Andy, his rebuttal wasn't, no, the best day when my son was born, and then Joe was like, okay, okay. That, I don't know if he would have done in person, because I've, I've seen Joe on Watch Happens Live, and like, I feel like as though on the show, except for the few outbursts that he's had, he's, been, he's a relatively pretty quiet guy. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really interesting. I don't know. It's just, it all needs to go away. Now, I'm gonna just browse, I guess, TMZ to see if there's anything worth reading about, because I sort of went over my stories today. Um... There's a Felicity Huffman story, but I already read about that. Something about Lady Gaga's dress being sold. Ben Affleck. I'm not going to talk about that story because I'm not going to report about Ben Affleck if he's, you know, having something going on with drinking and whatnot. No. That's a, <clears throat> a tough, um, a tough role, tough, a tough uphill battle uh, if, if, in fact, there is something going on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. So let me let me just ramble. Okay, so let's see what my day was today. Um, I ran some errands. I had some work to do. I went on. I went to the gym this morning, but then I went to a hike to run in Canyon because if you guys know, there's some cat- catastrophic fires that are going on in California right now. The wildfires because of the wind and the air and the weather climate and the change. So if you guys know in LA, there's this place called Runyon Canyon, which is a gorgeous hike, a definite tourist destination point. Uh, but for LA's, it's just like one of the most glorious places besides the Pacific Palisades to go hiking in town. And you can see it has overlooks of the city, of downtown LA, of Beverly Hills, of Burbank, of the Valley, of Century City. You can see Santa Monica on a really clear day. And it was very, very smoky out today. And if you follow me on Snapchat, adrew 585 which is also my username on um this, the Mistress of Pop Culture, but also my uh, Instagram username is Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, period, D-E-V-I-T-R-E. Give me a follow, shout out, um, or a message, because I love hearing feedback. Um, I went to Runyon Canyon today, just sort of see if I could see the blazes, but I just saw a lot of smoke, um, and the city wasn't as clear as it usually is, so it was really sad, and I hope, you know, of course, more than anything, I hope that the people are okay, and I hope the homes are okay, but, you know, I hope the animals are okay, because... You know, when I think about these fires and I see these photos of these poor little innocent animals that are being evacuated, I always think of my little puppy because I love him so much. And, uh, you know, you, I, just, I hope everyone all around is safe because it's a scary time. And um, 
you know, we, uh, we can only wish the best for our firefighters who are doing an amazing job helping escort everyone out of there and put these blazes out, the helicopters, the, you know, people evacuating the animals. Um, so scary time, but I just, you know, I thought about today when I was hiking. That's maybe why I have allergies too, because the air has a lot of smokiness and, um, Crap in it, because usually the air is pretty, it's pretty good in LA, contrary to what people think, because people always associate LA with like having smoggy air, and I'm just like, it's not like the 80s anymore, honey, the air has been cleaned up, we have like new car filters and whatnot, everything's good, everything's okay, everything's fine, so, yeah, but anyways, that's pretty much the episode, if, if there's any more follow-up stories with regards to Selena, Taylor, and Kim, I'll put it out there, I wonder if Kim knows about this, Is I'm sure Kim knows about it, Kim, I'm sure has people that report to her what's going on, um, I just really wish that like, you know, Taylor Swift and, uh, Kimmy K could get along because I'm such a big fan of both of them. They're both icons and so strong and so successful in their own way. And I think if Taylor and Katy Perry can bury the hatchet and then Demi and Taylor can come together too, I think Kim, you know, can, can move on from this. There's, Kim is working on prison reform. She's saving people in the world. And, you know, I, I just think that we need to get them into a restaurant and get a course stenographer to, you know, help them come to some mutual agreement where they can, you know, heal and become better just like Blair and Chuck did with the course stenographer and gossip girl um because that's the way to do it you gotta get better you want to jump down buddy oh you guys I love my dog so much he's literally so cute he's just a little ball for this morning I got up and I was working on my computer in bed this morning and he was because uh, my dog he'll sleep with me under the blanket but sometimes he'll get up and you know he'll get too hot and he won't want to sleep with me but this morning he was literally under the blanket with me nuzzled up against my back his little legs were like so warm. He was dead asleep. He, when he's in a deep, 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 deep sleep, he snores. And if you have a dog, you know that this is the most sweetest, cutest sound ever when a dog snores because it means they're at peace and you know they're happy and they're safe. Um, and Chai was just literally, he's making me so happy and I just love him so much. And tonight he's going to go stay with um, his other dad because he lives in West Hollywood and we split time with him because Chai is like a child. So Chai is a child of a divorce, <laughs> but a healthy divorce. Of course, a very healthy, loving both very loving households, um, but it's only fair, you know, I have to pass the dog and share the dog back and forth, so, anyways, all right, happy Tuesday, you guys, thanks for listening as always, um, and I'll be back at you later this week with another episode, because I love doing this, and it's just a pop culture, chat soon, everyone, bye-bye.